This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into a winning edition postgame number five of Spits and Suds. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan, joined by EP Ringside, Shap Shots, D Magazine, new book out, We Win Here, the story of the Texas Stars, some amazing stories to tell in that book. He's Sean Shapiro. How are you, man? I'm feeling good tonight. That was a fun one. That was a fun one. It was, uh, it's been a, this series has been so weird, right? In a good way, where each time you, other than the game one overtime game, it's been just whoever you kind of it's been a blowout and i mean not a blowout but just like stylistically it's been a blowout each game and once again like the stars tonight really they put the they kind of put the foot down and they they set the tone for the game early and then they didn't really even with the seattle goals that, that even though seattle scored it was never like this game felt like it was in question and that was uh you talk about like a response game and and, and a place where you can almost follow the script from the Minnesota series. And that's kind of what it was. Yeah. I, I mean, the first five minutes, I was just totally dialed into this game. Both teams going back and forth, heavy hits, great emotion on both sides. Both teams had real good chances. And once again, I said, this is a Dallas stars kind of game. I think, I think when you look at this game, Sean, you know, probably late in the first through most of the second minus, uh, you know, the beginning of the second uh, just for a minute or two. But I felt as though, you know, when Seattle can shrink the rink, I think that's where they're most effective. That deep four check, keeping it in the zone, you know, finding those chances. But as the uh, you know, as things spread out, I just think the stars truly show how much better of a team they are. Yeah, it's and it's it's when uh it's when the stars are able to allow like the top line tonight is obviously going to get a lot of the attention and rightfully so but that's where that's where one of the big it's kind of the stars lines 2 through 3 2 through 4 it's like Seattle's line 1 through 4 and this it's just where it shows where when you can have the 50 50 battles and your depth lines can win or break even like the, um, like the Fox line did at five on five. And I thought the Fox line was very good. Roddick scored yeah, the really at the good. end, but, but when, when those lines can win those battles, Seattle doesn't have an answer for the hence Pavelski Robertson line. And I think that's where the difference goes, where you're winning the little battles 
with each of the other three lines. And then you have an all world line that Seattle has no answer for. And that to me is where it starts to all kind of, that's the difference between like, I, I know people like to say it's the ultimate team game and, and, and you win it, win in the playoffs as teams, but like you don't win this other than maybe the blues in 2019. Can you think of a Stanley cup champion that didn't have a superstar player that didn't have a big guy? Like, I mean, even the blues in 2019, they had Tarasenko and, and O'Reilly, but like, it's like this time of year, as much as the team game is important, you need to have the big guns that ride into town and win a game like that. And Seattle yeah. doesn't have that. And Dallas does. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wyatt Johnston got things going. I still can't believe he's 19 years old. Yeah. Um, you know, watching the deep dive on that goal, just the space he creates, always looking at the puck where it's coming from. Stick is always in position. A great, you know, it was deflected off a, a Seattle tried to push it to the boards, went right to Jamie Ben. Nice little bounce. Jamie Ben didn't hesitate. Real nice pass to Wyatt Johnston. And uh, just, you know, that line continues to produce. But just watching Johnston move throughout that uh, goal from side to side, it was just impressive to watch. Yeah, we've talked a lot before about uh, the Wyatt Johnston's routes. We talked about one of the things, one of the reasons he's in the NHL is how he, uh, is, is how smart he is with his play away from the puck and the routes he runs. Um, and a lot of the times I'm talking about routes, I'm talking about the zone entries and I'm talking about the play through um, setting up like the, like he had the play in the third period, right? Where he hit the post. And that's a really good route play coming to feed off the pass and everything. But the goal in the first period, it's a very simple thing where if the, and I, I took a freeze frame of it, there's a spot where, Ben has the puck right near the goal line and Johnson's right between the two guys, the two cracking defenders. A lot of younger players stay in that spot mm-hmm. and it's, it's not a bad thing. They stay in that spot, but it's, it's a spot where it forces more of a quick jam pass from Ben and it doesn't open things up. Johnston with the slight, he reads plays so well, like in that, in that, in that spot, he just, it's, it's the slight drift of a foot and a half that opens up everything that opens everything. And those are the things that this is the reason that you marvel and say, he's only, he's only 19 because those are the things that a 19 year old is not supposed to do in the NHL that he's not supposed, he's supposed to pinch in. He's supposed to get overly wrapped up. Instead, he does the opposite of what conventional thinking is for a lot of younger players. And that's why he was a 20 goal scorer in the NHL this year. That's why he's scoring big goals in the playoffs now. And it's, it's a play that uh, uh, Jack Hahn, I got to give credit to Jack Hahn who does a, uh, he's a Jack's a former um, Marley's video coach, Toronto Marley's video coach. who does some really good uh, individual independent an- analysis now who has a really good um, Jack's isolated this play before where the stars run that play quite a bit with, with Ben below the goal line and Johnston basically going in or out to the slot and, 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 and creating kind of the, uh, the backboard for Ben to pass to. And it's like, 
that line what the, the the combination Ben and Johnson have is great like it's yeah. funny like the only the only the only thing that you almost wish if you could like slightly change the narrative is be like if Wyatt actually lived with Joe with with Ben instead of Joe Pavelski <laughs> like that's the it's it's funny like one of the only quote unquote problems with the line is like you wish you could be like oh well he actually lives with Jamie and, but it's but it is they they do they do all live in like the same area so I'm sure that Jamie has uh, made the occasional trip over to the Pavelski residence and uh, they they've talked things over that way yeah absolutely so. I was tweeting out the following. I can no longer believe Wyatt Johnston is just 19. And then I wrote because it happened before I finished writing. Let me add, I can't believe Thomas Harley is only 21 playing like <laughs> NHL vets because uh, Harley uh, streaking down and a terrific pass to rope hints and just that shot of hints. Wow. Um, you know, going over Grubauer like he did and I was just so impressed uh, and I continue to be impressed by the composure of Harley. I continue to say it on each podcast. I can't believe this is the same Thomas Harley we saw last year. What unbelievable development in Texas to come up like he has not be with the team for the season and just the composure, you know, I mean, Sean, this is, this is like a trade deadline acquisition. This is just so nice. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. His transition and what he adds is the uh, it's what the stars have been missing. Um, and a lot of the John Klingberg departure was uh, addition by subtraction because it allowed Miro Heishkinen to really take the lead and everything like that. But one of the things that the stars really struggled with and Nils Lundqvist never seized it and no one else ever really did was the, the, the defenseman who was going to be the second end-to-end puck mover when needed to follow up Miro Heishkinen. And we saw it. I mean, it was it's, it's easy to use goals to highlight things, and so I will. Like, that's a 175-foot play to set up Hintz's, uh mm-hmm. goal that no one else on the Stars defense makes other than Heishkinen. Uh, if it's Essel and Dell, if it's Yanni Hockenpah, if it's, if it's Joel Hanley, that play either ends 10 feet into it where it's a little pass to a forward or he, as soon as he crosses the blue line, he's dumping the puck in, or maybe he's taking it and maybe he even gains the blue line. Like maybe at the occasional time Hawk and pod does do something like that. He gains the blue line and then he just tees up a big shot. And that's it. Like that's a play other than Heishkin and no one else on the stars defense makes that play. And that's something that this team was really lacking without Harley, because now it's not all on Miro to be the puck mover. It's mm-hmm. on, you have you have a player like Thomas Harley is their second best defenseman. I know his minutes aren't his minutes are still being monitored and treated like um, let's see what is what was his time on ice tonight. Uh, I mean the fact that it's getting better like it's up to sixteen twenty two like yeah. they're, they're, like the fa- but he's their second best defenseman. I mean he, he and and that's something where it's it's going to be. I really like seeing what he's seized and. 
man, he's so confident. It's, 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 it's fun to watch now. Yeah, absolutely. So we go to the second period stars had a couple odd man rushes. The first one, uh, Jason Robertson tried to pass it. It was broken up, but uh, that line just continued all night to press. Robertson finds a trailing Pavelski uh, three, nothing Joe Pavelski. Most goals in a series, 38 years old or older. I feel like every game we're getting a new Joe Pavelski stat. He has seven since he's uh, in this series, passing Timu Solani, who did it in 2011, and the chief, Johnny Busick, who did it in 1974. So another stat for Joe Pavelski as he continues to rack them up. It's incredible. I mean, it's, it is. It He had... <laughs> he's got seven goals and he has, he has, he's, he's only played. I mean, he's effectively only played five full games because I, I have a hard time counting game one from the Minnesota series as a, as a full game for him. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's incredible. It's the, the goal tonight too. It's like, you see where no matter who he plays with, he's going to have success, but he's Joe Pavelski isn't fast, but the his goal tonight is such a classic right spot joining the play a little bit later because he doesn't have the same foot speed and finishing in a way where it's that's the way he finishes around the net um even though it doesn't have to be someone shooting from the point he knows where to go what to do it's it's, 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 it's really impressive. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to like, like you don't want to, you like, you want to give, it's, it's hard to find any criticism in anything Joe Pavelski has done. Like, and it's amazing to see this. And I've said it before, especially like we talked after the four goal game and everything like that. He hasn't just beaten the aging curve. He's broken the aging curve. Like, it's not like, it's not like this is who he was as a, it's not like, Joe Pavelski was having this type of production as a 33, 34 year old. Like he's having more production as a 38 year old. Like this is not, this is the, it's, we often talk about guys who beat the aging curve. We talk about like an Ovechkin or something like that. And, and it's, we talk about Ovechkin that way because Ovechkin just has never had the decline. Pavelski's had increases in his offensive ability, (laughs) like as he's gotten older and it's like, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's like the Benjamin button of hockey, right? So- right, right. Absol- <laughs> absolutely. And and I wonder of that first line chemistry, because both Hints and Robertson, you know, they let's just say they, they know the old man's trailing. Yeah. So they know that option is there regardless. And they know he's going to be in the right space. Yeah. It's they, it's, there's real chemistry with that line. And we saw tonight, I think, I mean, he didn't score probably should have, but we saw Jason Robertson. Yes. He looked like regular season Jason Robertson tonight. He had the three assists. Um, I thought he really manipulated space really well. He didn't look nearly as lost as he has been. And it's, I frankly don't like that it took them having to reunite the top line for it to happen. As I said multiple times, I wanted Jason Robertson to pull himself out of this himself, but you got it done. And now you just build on it going forward because he, he definitely he looked more like himself tonight. What did you think of two things? What did you think of Hockenpah re being reinserted into the blue line, as well as Kiwi Ranta moving up rather than Ty Delandria? 
Um, I didn't mind the, I mean, Hockenpah coming back. I didn't mind it. Um, conceptually, I, I don't, I don't mind making, ch- I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they took Miller out. I mean, if, if someone was going to come out, I'm happy they took Colin Miller out and not Joel Hanley. I would have been, if yeah. they'd taken Joel Hanley out, I think that would have been a mistake, especially after how Hanley had played with Harley last game. So I didn't, I didn't mind Hockenpah coming in. Um, he scored two games ago and obviously goals aren't the, the most important thing, but I thought he came in. I thought he had a good Yanni Hockenbach game, if that makes any sense, right? Like where he was solid enough, uh, was out there for more positive things than negative things and was, and you didn't really have any like in his, and he didn't look, he didn't look slow um, and he had looked slow at times earlier in this series. And I do wonder if there was a energy benefit there for Hockenpah having not played in game five of being able to kind of keep pace a little bit more of, I know he was coming. I know he missed the last game because of injury, but I do wonder if the reset also gave him a bit of the energy reset he needed too, because he didn't look nearly as slow as Seattle and made him look slow earlier in the series on on, on Kiviranta, I I mean, it's I, I think you gotta they're gonna have to juggle and figure out what works and what doesn't. I mean, um, Kiviranta to me is he's an interesting player because I think um, at least the coaches don't treat him this way, but I think from a fan narrative, people get overly uh, they they remember the the hat trick to yeah, send absolutely. the team and, and and everything like that. But that's not who Kiviranta is. He's never right. been he's never been a goal scorer and sometimes he'll get put in those spots where he gets elevated to a second line role and things like that. And I, I just don't think that's his, his spot. I don't think that's his game. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I think it worked tonight. I, I don't think it, I don't think, it, I don't, I mean, you can't say anything didn't work tonight. It was a pretty solid overall performance by the stars, but I also, I think Delanger probably would have been more effective in the spot Kiviranta got if you want to nitpick there. 